Chapter 1 May 15, 1867, 100 miles southwest of Denver. Melody Hurst stared unblinking at the cabin and wondered if she'd left her home in Georgia only to die here in this cold, foreign clearing. Go on now, said her husband Jimmy from the trees behind her. There's no one here. She pitched her voice low, though she didn't know why. There was no smoke from the chimney, no sounds from inside. The cabin, the almond-shaped clearing, the barn and the rocky outcropping it was built into. Everything was still. Best be sure. She glanced at him, hiding in the brush to her right, and he lowered his rifle toward her and pointed at the door, his eyes cold and hot altogether. Go! There was no choice, really. She cast one fleeting, desperate look over her shoulder toward her sister Annie, who was hiding with their horses in the trees near the barn at the other end of the hundred-yard field. Melody couldn't see her, and it was a blade to her heart to know she was out there. I'm sorry I got you into this. Marrying Jimmy after the war was supposed to give them security, peace of mind, protection. Because before the war, that was what the men she knew did. They cared for their women, their land, their horses. The war had changed everything, though, and if there were still men with the capacity for kindness, she did not know them anymore. Her heart pounding in her throat, Melody stepped out from the tree line through the high grasses and flowers. It was a cloudy, gray afternoon, and the blooms in the clearing were closed up tight. The simple log cabin was graced with an extensive covered porch, complete with a railing and a chair. It was ludicrous, that porch on such a plain building. A bonnet on a donkey. But she imagined the owner of this cabin could sit, put his feet up, and look at the clearing, the flowers, the barn opposite and the snow-capped mountains in the western distance. His entire kingdom. What a pleasure that must be for him. A pleasure Jimmy and his Remington fully intended to rob him of. Her whole life she'd been called too clever for her own good. She had manipulated more than her share of outcomes, but she could not conceive of anything that would get her and Annie out of this horror. The porch was made from the trunks of saplings strapped together, and she nearly tripped walking across the uneven surface. Hello, she called, her voice shaking. Please don't be home, please, please don't be home. They'd tracked Mr. Baywood across the west, missing him by a day in Denver. A fortuitous accident for Mr. Baywood, but Jimmy had been furious. Her arm still ached where he'd grabbed it in their hotel room, hard enough to leave purple-black smudges on her skin. There was a chance that this might not be Mr. Baywood's claim, but having grown used to cruel fate and bad fortune in the years since the War of Northern Aggression started, she knew when those two evil specters were present, and they were here in this clearing. She knocked on the door. There was no answer. Thank God. Not that it would change anything for Stephen Baywood. Jimmy meant to kill him. 
but at least she wouldn't be standing in the way when Jimmy gunned him down. He's not here, she said, in relief more than anything. A sudden crack of rifle fire in the forest to the west scared a flock of birds from the trees and nearly sent her to her knees. Jimmy ran from the forest and jumped onto the porch. He's hunting, he said, his entire body alight with malicious victory as he stepped past her to the door. He pulled the knotted string that released the bar inside to open the door and went into the cabin. He's close. Get in here. His glee set off a terrible anxiety in her chest. Panic roared through her, and she was lightheaded with fear. Her hands went numb, her knees loose. You hear me, Melody? He snapped, his joy at finding the man he'd been hunting replaced by irritation with her. Usually, 